Well, welcome uh, to Glory City. If it's your first time, if you're new or visiting, it was my birthday yesterday, 35. Whoop, whoop. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, today's offering is actually going to me. So you guys didn't know that, but it is now, isn't it? Liam tells me it's not. Okay, that's all right. Um, yeah, so 35, you hit the halfway point. Um, people are like, halfway? Mate, you're only making it 70. I said, look, I might make it to 80. We might make it to 90. Who knows? Um, but I always remember my grandmother growing up, she'd say, three score and 10, Andrew. That's what we've got. Anything else is a gift. And so uh, if you're anyone over 70 here, you better be making the most of every moment. Come on. Amen. Anyone under the age of 70, you better be making the most of every moment. Amen. Come on. And uh, I tell you what, if there's one thing that's happening in my world right now, it's that I am so hungry for the kingdom of God. This, uh, this week is uh, Kingdom of God week, and we're going to be looking at the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. What does it look like to see his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven? But I am so hungry for the kingdom of God. When you have these milestones like 35, you think about these kinds of things. You think about what's going on in my world. Where am I at with the Lord? Where am I at in my calling? Can I just say this really quickly? I'm just going to pause for one second. If the children are a distraction for you, can you please move forward? Um, Because I know that for some people... Uh, I was chatting to someone just this week. They said, oh, I find it so distracting to listen um, with all the kids. We're going to have kids in the service and they're going to go nuts up the back. That's like up the back is like kids are going to be distracting for you zone. So if you're here and you're saying, I just want, and there's zero shame in it. That's why I'm calling it out. You're saying, I just really want to suck the marrow out of the bone this morning and the kids are going to distract me. Then just come forward. There's, There's your opportunity. Unless you're a vegetarian, in which case, pass on the, on the marrow, okay? Um, suck the... Suck the juice out of the celery stick, okay? All right, so there's your opportunity. Um, you know, I, when I think about the kingdom, I think that the kingdom of God is a lot like a packet of salt and vinegar chips. Who here, who here loves salt and vinegar chips? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. There you go. Now, I have a question for you. Do you have the salt and vinegar chips? Do you have a salt and vinegar chip right now? Yes. Are you hungry for more salt and vinegar chips now that you've got a salt and vinegar chip? Mm-hmm. There you go. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. No, take it all. Take it all. Because this is the thing with the kingdom of, of heaven, right? You've got it. You've got the kingdom. Jesus came. He died. He was, he was resurrected so that you could get the kingdom, right? You've got the kingdom, but you can still be hungry for the kingdom. Because, and this is the other thing about the kingdom. You can give the kingdom away and there's always more of the kingdom for you. Mm-hmm. And... Just when you think, oh, if this is a glimpse of heaven, I could get used to this. He says, no, no, no. Who else wants the kingdom? Oh, all right, there you go. Now, I have a question for you girls. 
Do you have a salt and vinegar chip right now? But now that you've got one, are you hungry for more? Oh, yeah. So there you go. Make sure you share the kingdom around, okay? Don't keep the kingdom to yourself. Hope you're taking notes. This is a deep theological lesson this morning. Because just when you think there's no more kingdom left for you, the more you give, the more you receive. Oh, does anyone else want the kingdom? No, no, I didn't. Simon's asked, did I just really want... I tell you what, my firstborn gets the inheritance of the kingdom. All right. You have the kingdom. You have the kingdom. And yet, you can be hungry for the kingdom. You have the fullness, and yet there's more. It's this really interesting thing. If you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you will be filled. Like, you actually, you hunger and thirst for the things of God. You've already got them, but there's still more. And I love that we don't have to strive to obtain the kingdom because we've already got the kingdom. And yet, we can still be hungry to receive more, or should I say, to, for more to be revealed of which we already have. Right, can I just grab, thank you. It's all in there, you just have to pull it out. You actually have the fullness of the kingdom, it's just, you have to pull it out. So we can always say, thank you, enjoy the kingdom. Um, there's always more... You've got it all, but often we, all has not been revealed to us, so we must stay hungry and thirsty so that we can unpack a little bit more. But you've got it all. I remember I was in the US and I was explaining it's kind of like a pot plant. You've got a seed in the pot plant. Do you have everything you need for the life of that plant? Yes. Yes. It's all there, but it might need a bit of watering. It might need a little bit of time. And uh, in the US, everyone looked at me with the most confused look on their face because they were wondering why I wanted to grow pot. <laughs> and that's true because they don't call it a pot plant in the US. So I was preaching and I said, so you've got a pot plant. And everyone's like, I don't have a pot plant. Pot is another word for marijuana, just in case you're wondering why my US friends were a little bit confused by me. <laughs> Today I really feel like um, what the Lord's going to do is He's going to crush a lot of us so that He can reveal a little bit more of His kingdom to us. I don't think that this morning is going to be a comfortable lesson because the kingdom of heaven is not of this world. I'm always asking this question. God, what does your kingdom look like in this circumstance and situation? God, what does your kingdom reign look like in this circumstance and situation? I probably should start by defining the kingdom. I've defined the kingdom 
as the rule and reign of Christ in all things. You could actually put that down to one word in our response to the kingdom, and it's actually submission. It's, we don't like that word in, in the West. Like, put a mask on, ain't nobody got time for that, you know. What, you want me to check in? Uh-uh, you know. We're not going there, we're not going there. <laughs> My point is, if I tell you to do something, generally speaking, if you don't want to do it, you, you will, there is something that rises up within you to rebel, which is as the sin of witchcraft, so how do you like that one? Rebellion is as witchcraft. Um, that's in the Bible. Anyway, so there's something in us that goes, no, I want to do my own thing. And the kingdom looks like submitting to the will of the Father and doing His thing. It's seeing His rule and His reign in every area of our lives. So what does the kingdom look like in my marriage? What does the kingdom look like as a parent? What does the kingdom look like as a neighbor? What does the kingdom look like as a customer? This morning, I just wanted to buy my salt and vinegar chips for my demonstration and keep walking to church. I had to walk to church because we rode off our car. That was because I didn't listen to my wife and I should have considered submitting to what she had to say, but I did not. And we went into a puddle that was way too deep. And anyway, it is what it is. So I'm going for a walk because I've got no second car. And I go into the petrol station, not to get petrol because I didn't have the second car. You can tell I missed that car. And um, I see the gentleman behind the counter and the kingdom looks like I'm a customer who wants to do my own thing, which is get my chips and get myself out of here so I can keep listening to my music and build my spirit up. And I see the gentleman behind the counter and I say, hello, can I get these chips? Hey, I've got a question for you. Do you know Jesus? Oh, I've, I've heard about him. Um, do you know that Jesus loves you? Oh, well, I have heard such things. I said, um, are, are you a Christian? He says, no, no, no. I said, are you a Muslim or a Hindu? He says, oh, I'm a Hindu. I said, do you know that Jesus died for your sin and he rose again? And if you believe in him, you will not have to die for eternity, but you'll get to live for eternity. Do you know this? He goes, I've heard of such things. Wow. And um, I... I gave him, uh, we've got these things called hope cards. They're just an evangelistic uh, tool that have a website on them that can help people with the gospel. And so I gave him one of the hope cards. I said, have a look at this because this has more about Jesus. And, um, and I continued on my walk because I had to keep going. There are times when you do have to keep going. Sometimes Jesus would keep going even though there was need. But there was an opportunity this morning to share the gospel. And sometimes the kingdom looks like God... How do you want me to respond? How do you want, how do you, you know, we often ask this question, what would Jesus do? I actually think we need to ask the question, what would the renewed me do? Because you've got Christ in you, the hope of glory. So often we go, what would Jesus do? Gee, I wish I could do that. Most of the time I won't be able to do that because I'm not Jesus. But what would he do just out of interest? And it's like, no, 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 not what would Jesus do? What is the renewed me going to do because Christ is in me, the hope of glory, and I have the kingdom, 
and I need to give it away. So how do we, how do we respond to circumstances and situations in our lives? How do we act as those that would call themselves believers? And if you're not yet a believer in this place, I encourage you, today's the day to give your life to Jesus. All right, quick little exercise for you. I want you to think of a challenge in your life right now that, that warrants a response from you. So a challenge in your life right now that warrants a response from you. Could be a person, could be a situation, could be a relationship. Have we all got it? Anyone not challenged in the room? You can come to my house and just give me your peace. Oh, I've got peace, don't worry. All right, everyone's got a challenge, all right, that's it. We've got a battle, we're in a battle, aren't we? Kingdom of heaven suffers violence, violent men take it by force. We're in a battle. It's not against flesh and blood. It's against darkness and principalities. If you don't have a challenge, you've got to ask your question, are you challenging anything? So, now I want you to ask this question. What does God offer that situation? So, you've got your challenge. Now ask this question. What does God offer that situation? I want you to start yelling out one or two words for the room, okay? What does God offer the, the challenge or the situation you've got? Go for it. Hope. Hope. Intimacy. Reconciliation. Salvation. Wisdom. Restoration. Revelation. Victory. Strength. Strength. <laughs> Redemption, comfort, truth, self-control, good one, Sean, joy, community, good one, Charlie, honesty, his presence, come on, his word, amen. Okay, Robin had one, she's... Peace. Okay. Now, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to imagine for, for a moment, we've got our, uh, our booklets. If you've got your booklets, you can go to uh, lesson three. I want you to imagine for a moment that these verses in the Bible are true. Okay, it's going to be a challenge for you. So, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these he will do. Not knees, by the way, that's a typo. Greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. For to this you've been called, because Christ, that's John 14, 12. For this you've been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was there sin found in his mouth. 1 Peter 2, 21-22. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. 1 John 2, 5-6. 1 John 4, 17. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because... 
As he is, so also are we in this world. Should I keep going? They're pretty good verses. I want you to imagine that as he is, so are you in this world. That you've received the kingdom and you get to give the kingdom away. Now I want you to shout out the same answers you just shouted out, but not with what does God offer this circumstance or situation, but what do you? Now I'm not replacing God because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. People get upset when we preach things like this because they think we're saying we're mini-gods or we're you know, somehow greater than God or we don't need God, we replace God with ourselves. That is not the theology, that's not the truth, that's not the understanding. But the other extreme is, oh, I can do nothing, he is everything, and so I'm just going to wait around in this space of hopelessness and helplessness and powerlessness until I die and go to heaven. And he's actually given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. So if he's given it to you and you're not utilizing it, that's like really depressing. I often, when I preach, I talk about what if my son, um, what if I gave my son for someone else to live? So I, I donated my child's organs and they, they died and I was going to give those organs to someone else's child so their child would live. And they said, no, I'm good, thanks. We're just going to let our child die. I'd say, no, 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 you don't understand. I sacrificed my son so your child can live. Please accept the gift that I suffered for so that you could have it. Oh, no, 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 I'm good, thanks. No, 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 Jesus has already died on the cross for you. He's already obtained everything that you need. Grab it and use it. Don't leave the gift sitting on the shelf. So, yell it out. What did we have? Hope. Liam gets to offer hope in that circumstance. Trust. You get to offer trust. You get to offer intimacy. You get to offer his word. Sean, you get to offer self-control, don't you? And peace. You get to offer peace. You get to offer perseverance. You get to offer reconciliation and strength and joy. You should know what you yelled out before. You yelled it out for the whole church to hear. We get to offer victory. And honesty and action. Revelation and love and reconciliation. It's so good, isn't it? We've got this to give it away. This is what the kingdom looks like. The kingdom looks like Jesus died, gave you access to the Father, access to the storehouse of heaven, poured it out on you, and now you get to say, not my will, but yours be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done through my life on earth as it is in heaven. How should we pray? Jesus already taught us with the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to take this off. I've got no more salt and vinegar chips and I'm getting hot up here. All right, if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 4. We good? All right, I'm going to skip through some things because of time. I've gone way over time. Are we getting anything out of this? Yes. We good? Just checking. All right, bless the Lord, oh my soul. We're in Matthew chapter 4. We're going to go down to verse 12. Matthew chapter 4, verse 12. Now when he heard, this is Jesus, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. 
And leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Ziblin and Naphtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. For those dwelling in the region, the shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. Can I just say this? When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, this is his cousin, this is his friend, he learns of a tragedy. He's just been tempted in the wilderness, if, if, you, rem- if you know the timeline. He's been baptised, now he's been tempted. You know, he learns something rough's happened. But he's actually preparing to launch into public ministry. And what does he do? He withdraws. I just want to say this. If you're taking notes, if you want to know what your kingdom come, your will be done looks like, you need to withdraw. Before every breakthrough, there is brokenness. We've got to, you know, we've got to break. And I'll tell you how we don't get broken. We don't get broken by this. Times are tough, scroll, 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 scroll. Times are tough, Netflix. Times are tough, you know, just how do I distract myself? We go, times are tough, baptize me in anguish. Baptize me in brokenness. Show me your perspective. What are you teaching me? How do I grow? I have a cousin in the room. He's preparing to go to Africa as a missionary. We go for a bike ride the other day. I think their support raising is at like 30%. They need to get to 100% by September, I think it is. That's when they want to leave. They're meant to be missionaries in, in, in Africa, in Madagascar. And we're riding along and I said, what's God teaching you through this, cuz? Oh, God, I want to do battle with you in a good way, you know. I want to wrestle with you. I want you to cut off the things that are not healthy. I want you to prune me. I want to see your kingdom come and your will be done. You purchased the kingdom for me. I want it. I want it in its fullness. I don't want to leave any part of what you've got for me up on the shelf. So he withdraws and then it says after that, from that time Jesus began to preach saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He withdraws and then he preaches. He withdraws and then he acts. He calls the disciples, we see that in the next section, he starts to call some disciples, they follow him. And then it says here, he went through all of Galilee teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout Syria and they brought him the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, from Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan. A few things here. You want to see the kingdom? You want to see what that looks like? Call people to become disciples of Jesus. Jesus called the disciples. Demonstrate the kingdom. Demonstrate it. And what does that look like? It looks like demons being delivered out of people, like people being delivered of demons. It looks like diseases being destroyed. It actually looks like something. The kingdom has got to look like something. 
I've got three points for you. The three points are this. Number one, know that you have the kingdom. Know that you have the kingdom. Know that you have the kingdom. As long as we think we're still trying to obtain the kingdom, we will never use what we already have. Gee, I could really do with some salt and vinegar chips. You've got three bags in your pocket. Oh, it could really do with some self-control. Do you know anything about the Holy Spirit? You've got the Holy Spirit. And one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Gee, I really need to forgive this person. What if you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength? What if His kingdom is in you and in His kingdom is forgiveness and you can now forgive? We need to know that we've got the kingdom, otherwise we'll never utilise it. Number two, we need to give the kingdom away. And number three, we need to stay hungry. Going back to that packet of salt and vinegar chips. If you remember nothing else from today, just remember those salt and vinegar chips. You have it. Give it away and stay hungry for more. You have it. Give it away and stay hungry for more. It has to look like something. In just a moment, we're going to pray for his kingdom to be demonstrated in this space. I'm going to pray for you to go and to demonstrate his kingdom this week. I'm going to tell you a few stories of of his kingdom coming. Many involved people in this room. I hope you're not shy. I'm going to tell your story. Good luck. Thank you very much, Andrew. And, um, And then we're going to pray... My challenge for you is to demonstrate the kingdom this week. What if every single person, the next time you went to the petrol station, you paid for the petrol of the person behind you, you shared the gospel with them and the person at the teller? It's a, it, you don't have to do that, but you can do something. And this is not a guilt and condemnation thing. This is a, hey, you've got it. I'm just encouraging you to use it. So I, just a few things that I think of when I think of the kingdom being demonstrated, um, just in some practical day-to-day things. Joyce and I um, made it a habit for a season to tip our waiter the bill. So we would, um, we would go out for dinner. And this is why we're on a missionary, uh, missionary support in America, lining up at food banks. So when we could afford to go out for dinner, we'd go out for dinner and tip the waiter our bill. That was fun. And um, I remember one night, we, we, um, Joyce's parents were visiting us in the US and we were uh, going out for a weekend. We had a little bit of money for dinner. They might have even given us some money for dinner. And so we had this nice dinner. It was in a train carriage and we had this waiter that had come over and he had a tattoo of Jesus on him and I'd been witnessing to him and he was kind of like, oh yeah, that used to be me, rah, rah, rah. And... Um, I remember we paid, I think it was 70 US dollars and then we tipped 70 US dollars or it might have been, I, don't, I can't remember the exact amount, but it was a significant enough amount. And then we, we left and we got in the car and we sat in the car as he came over to clear the bill. And I'll never forget, like, I tell you, 
Nothing compares to demonstrating his kingdom. It's just great. It's so, I mean, other than intimacy with him, other than receiving from him, giving him away, it's, I mean, you receive when you give. It's just, it's so good. We're sitting in the car and we're looking through the windows of this train carriage and we see the guy go. And then we see the other staff members come over, you know, and they're all like looking at the bill and it says, you know, $70, Jesus loves you, you know, and they're all like, I remember the, the other night uh, when Rudy prayed for me, I had gone up to Rudy to ask Rudy to pray for me and Rudy said, no, 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 let me pray for you. Sometimes the kingdom looks like, no, 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 I want to serve you. I remember um, Liam, he, Liam regularly calls me and he'll call me just to say hi. I don't remember ever having a pastor that calls just to say hi. I love all my pastors that I've had, but it's always, hello, can you? Hello, uh, just wondering, can you? And he will just call me and say, hey, I just want to say hi. You know, the kingdom looks like being a friend over a function. Remember Brad, Brad uh, coming over and, and fixing our toilet recently. And, uh, sorry, Brett. Why did I say Brad? Because we live in Brad's house, but Brett's the one that fixed the toilet. Brett's stick here, coming up and, and fixing our toilet. No charge. And I remember having a conversation with him and he said, you know, my dream world is to have enough funds through business or whatever, that I can just bless people just constantly. Do you know that's not the kingdom of the world? Do you know the kingdom of the world is money, money, money. It's a rich man's world. Come on, you got that dance happening, yeah. Money, money, money. It's, and he goes, I just want enough to feed my family so that I can bless everyone else. That's the kingdom, Brett. Graham. Graham Noel runs a cafe, you know, the storehouse, and they've got two tip jars there. One tip jar is to fight human trafficking. I don't know whether your staff have complained about having a second tip jar that takes away from their tips, but isn't that the king? They have. He's like, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> isn't that the kingdom, though? You know, we could take all the tips and have a nice little party together, or we could see people set free from human trafficking. The kingdom actually looks like something. You've got the kingdom and you can give it away. Can I pray for us? And then I'm going to bless you. All right, Jesus, we just thank you so much. We thank you for your kingdom. We thank you that we actually get to say, not my will, but yours be done. And even in the crushing in the laying down of self, we know that by operating out of kingdom principles, out of a kingdom way, we will actually reap the benefits of a kingdom lifestyle. We know that you're the expert of resurrecting dead things. We know that you are faithful. We know that you are true. 
and ultimately, actually, all we want is you. All we want is your glory. All we want is to see your, your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. It's not about our cars or our lack of cars. It's not about our houses. It's not about our rights and our possessions and our things and us being right and them being wrong. It is about your kingdom come and your will be done. It's not about how do I take, but how do I give. It's not about how do we function, but how do I be a friend. It's not about how rich can I get on this earth. It's about what sort of treasures are being stored up in heaven. And we ask, Lord God, that your kingdom would come this morning. We ask that your will would be done right here in this room, in our lives, as it is in heaven.